0: Once again, greetings in Jesus' name. This is Kevin Williams from Death Postful Ministries with my talk, Ancient Principles from the Bible. For today's people and for today's problem, say hey, the gospel of Jesus is able and capable. It creates stability in sinking sand. It is not the crisis that must be our concern, but our focus is today on the person Of the resurrected Savior, the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ jesus christ is yesterday today and forever jesus is the same all may change but jesus never glory to his wonderful name i say jesus is our stability in sinking sand jesus is our certainty in uncertain times therefore do not be concerned about the situations or the circumstances and the crisis in the world there is someone beyond there's someone endless timeless, ceaseless, and everlasting the person of the eternal Christ Jesus, the Son of God. My meditation for you today is Christ. Almighty God, our shepherd. We need someone beyond religious leaders. We need someone beyond the Pope. We need someone beyond the bishops and the apostles of the world. We need the sovereignty, the majesty, the person of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Christ is before. Christ is today and christ will always be the same i say christ the almighty god our shepherd in difficult times our shield in difficult times he is the master of the universe christ is the Cause of creation christ causes mankind to exist Christ preserves and protects the believers and humanity upon the face of the earth. I call on you to take time out to focus on the person of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Christ is almighty God, our shepherd to shield, our shepherd to protect, our shepherd to, 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 to save. He's majestic, his majesty and power. He died, but he conquered death, the grave, Satan, demons, evil spirits, evil societies, evil individuals are under operation for two. Jesus is yesterday, today, and forever. Jesus is the same. All may change, but Jesus never. Glory to his wonderful name. My meditation is governed by Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. For the word of God is not just the new, but the old. Not just the old, but the new. It is one comprehensive gospel. It is the ancient principles from the Bible. For today's people and for today's problem, Jesus is our surety. Jesus is our safety. Jesus is our stability. Don't call on men, don't call on prime ministers, don't call on priests, don't call on presidents, call upon the, the first and foremost, the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the last, the Alpha and the Toe, Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. For the word of God is one. It is alive and powerful. I say the gospel of Jesus is alive because he who is the gospel conquered death, conquered Satan, conquered the grave and conquered situations, circumstances and crises. All of them are under the sovereignty of Christ. The word of God is alive and powerful Two, It is sharper than any double-edged sword it penetrates it i say it cuts through the dividing a soul and spur. b it goes through the joints and marrow c it judges the thoughts and a point d and it knows the attitudes of your heart. So the gospel of Jesus can make alive when we are spiritually dead. He is the living Savior. He is the living Shepherd. He is the living and the majesty and the master of the entire universe. Complementary to 2 Timothy 3.16, we find this words. All scripture he's. God-breathed means it has the signature of God's approval. It is the eternal covenant between you and God, and between God and you. God cannot change his mind yes man can change but listen to this god is not a man that what he say that he will change no my brother and my sister religious law change but the eternal kingdom of god's law remains the same second timothy three sixteen. all scriptures it means it is approved by god and it is sealed by god and it is underwritten by god the wall may change but the gospel will stand leaders come and leaders go but the gospel of jesus will stand what is the benefits of the gospel of jesus for you and for me today one it is useful for teaching b it is useful for rebuking and C, it is useful for correcting. And D, it is useful for training in righteousness. God calls us to be righteous. But we are not made righteous by religious works or do church duties. No, we are made righteous by the, by the sovereign majesty. God, the Holy Spirit, He is the purifier. He is the sanctifier. And He is the one that makes us holy. God, the Holy Spirit, makes us as righteous, and this is, you don't have to work for righteousness, you believe in Jesus, and God the Holy Spirit will come into your life, will come into your heart, will come into your soul, and purify you from sin and unrighteousness, this is the gift of God the Holy Spirit, he's a purifier, he's a sanctifier, and he makes us holy, praise the name of Jesus, Once again, I greet you in the name of the universal and the global God, the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I say Jesus Christ is universal and is the global God of overland and sea. Now, Jesus Christ is not a religious God. He doesn't belong to a a religion called Christianity. He is the universal and the global God, the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ does not belong to Western civilization, but reigns over every continent. Ephesians 1 verse 21. He reigns over every country. He, He reigns over every tribe, every people, every language. I say, again, I want to say it again. Jesus Christ does not belong to Western civilization, but reigns over every country. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 21. He reigns over every continent, every tribe, every people. Psalm 93, verse 1. He speaks every language. Isaiah 2, verse 4, and Isaiah 42, verse 1. Point five, the eternal Messiah, the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ came for every man. But not every man will come to Christ. John 3 verse 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Whosoever believes on him will not die but have everlasting life. You've got to make a decision for Christ or you've got to make a decision against Christ. That's why the principle... The eternal Messiah, the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, came for every man. But not every man will come to Christ. John V, verse 16. Point 6. Jesus Christ came not to establish Christianity, but the kingdom of God. Matthew 4, 17. Point seven, the true followers of Christ are called followers of Christ, not Christians. 1 Corinthians chapter 11 verse 1. Point eight, Christians inherit Christianity from their parents, but the kingdom of God comes by the person of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ the one we inherit, and the other one we've got to be washed in the blood of the lamb to become chosen the electors those who have been chosen by god but we've got to make up our mind for christ or against christ you have to make this choice christendom are earthly christ is from heaven and now you must make up your mind Christendom is not the solution to the world's problems. No, Christ, the man from heaven that came into our world, died for you and for me. He is the solution. He is the source. He is the peace. He is the living fountain to restore dead spiritual people to become vibrant in the power of God the Holy Spirit. Listen to this. Point 10. Every religion, including any and every other religion every other faith places people in bondage only the universal and the global savior the person of the lord and savior jesus christ came to set the captives free point 11 christianity cares for the outward look of mankind but jesus christ the universal God Christ works on the spiritual condition of man. First Samuel sixteen verse seven: Man looks on the outward appearance, but God looks at the heart. So I want you to know, and I want you to know this forthright, straight talk, no insult. Christianity cannot secure the condition of man's soul, but Christ, the sovereign God, can. Point twelve. In Christianity, listen to this, clothing makes us look holy, but our hearts are far from God. Matthew 23 verse 5, listen to this, this is a word of knowledge that I receive, in reality, Christianity brought me to Christ, but now Christ takes me away from Christianity. I want to state it again. I want you to digest these words that the Spirit of God gave me as I was busy in preparation of my meditation. And I want to agree, in reality, Christianity brought me to Christ. But now, Christ takes me away from Christianity. One keeps in bondage, the other one came to set the captives free. It is amazing that Jesus Christ is our firm foundation. It is amazing to know that he is our keeper, he is our redeemer, he is our protector, he is our deliverer. Everything that you desire in this uncertain world comes in the certainty of a person, the global and the universal savior, Jesus Christ. He is, he is not contained, he cannot be controlled, and he controls the entire universe by the spoken word. He calls the universe to exist. He keeps the universe in the palm of his hands. But today, today I again call your attention to another segment in my pastoral meditation. Ancient principles from the Bible for today's people and for today's problems. The gospel can do it for you. The gospel can solidify thinking, sir, and create a solid rock, a solid foundation. Jesus is the cornerstone. The the stones that the builders has rejected has become is the cornerstone. That person of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I wish to refresh your meaning and memory and review our investigation of the 31st word, the word food, FWT. What does it mean? Let us just go back to last week's meditation. One, the word food is the 31st word in Psalm 121. Point two, we find the word food in Psalm 121 verse three. Point three, The word food is the sixth word in Psalm 121, verse 3. And the number six represents man that was created. We were created on the sixth day. And so we represent the number six. So our feet needs a majestic shepherd. He is the global and the sovereign God of the universe, Jesus Christ the shepherd of your soul point four the word "foot" is called a noun and refer to a the lower extremity of the leg below the ankle on which a person stands or walk point two the foot is the organ of motion and allows locomotion it means god has given us this amazing creation our feet to walk on it touch the ground we can run we can sit we can walk and and we can stand god has caused this foot in creation god caused our motion and our locomotion point five the foot consists listen to this majesty in creation the foot consists of 26 bones referring to the number 26 genesis 126 and God says, let us make man. The foot consists of 33 joints. Represents like the our spinal cord. Has 33 bones that keeps us straight up. The foot consists of 107 ligaments. The foot consists of 19 muscles. So God has designed the foot. God has designed man from head to toe. God is the majesty in creation. The Bible says, For we are wonderfully and fearfully made. Isn't this majestic? Point six. What does the word in Psalm 121, 3 represent? What does the word foot in Psalm 121, verse 3 represents? Point A, the word food is both used figuratively and metaphorically in the text. Point B, figuratively the word food refers to something symbolically and not actual. God is wanting to reveal something but he uses a physical symbol to reveal a heavenly fact or heavenly principle. Point C, foot as metaphor. One, a metaphor is a figure of speech in which a word or a phrase is applied to an object or action to which it is not literally applicable. Point two, a thing regarded as representative or symbolic of something else. What does it mean? Point D. So, what does the word fruit represent for our understanding? Point A. The thirty-first word fruit refer to our time between the day of our birth and the day of our death. Psalm 21, verse 8. Point B. It represents the state of human existence. Genesis 1, verse 26. Point C. It referred to our daily movement from the cradle up until the grave. 2 Thessalonians 3 verse 3. Point E. The word foot introduces God's protection or divine action on behalf of the believer in the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. There is a lot of harm in the world. There is death by deception, the COVID-19 agenda. People are falling dead around us. We hear people have complications since they've taken the job. Satan wished to cause a crisis. And then he wanted to give the cure for his crisis that he caused. But their salvation in no other man upon the face of the earth. But the Savior of the universe, the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So I want to reveal to you what the word foot really stands for in Psalm 21 verse 3 what's the implication point a it represents Christ prevents our premature death Psalm 11 verse 17 point B Christ will protect us from harm whether seen or unseen harm Psalm 21 verse 4 point C Christ protects us from unseen danger, Psalm 21 verse 6. Point E, Christ ensures our total well-being, Psalm 21 verse 6. While we are alive in the prison of escalated evil, I say regardless of of wickedness regardless of sin regardless of shame you have a firm stability a firm foundation the person of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ when Jesus spoke these words on the cross the last and final words it is finished means Satan sin the grave, demons evil spirits evil entities Evil enterprises, evil individuals, even life and death itself are under the operations of Christ. He is the majesty. He is sovereign. He is is the great I Am. So don't worry what happens in the world. Do not be alarmed. Do not be concerned. The victory in overcoming this world is the concentration of... Of your mind on the person of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Remember, situations, circumstances, crises are temporal. Our Redeemer, our Deliverer, our Maker, our Savior is permanent. Yesterday, today and forever. Jesus is the same. All may change. I say the world is about to change. And it is changing very fastly. But we have a solid foundation in thinking time. The person of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So in Proverbs 3 verse 26. God secure our well-being from the cradle right out to the grave. I'm so excited that we have stability in singing sand. Not in the system of government. Not in the promise of man. But the irrevocable word of God. The gospel of Jesus. Come from the person of Christ. Today we will investigate the word "foot" As the 31st word. With the metaphysical or the spiritual meaning from the standpoint of the Hebrew Hamatria, I want to look at its position in the text. It's it's number 31, and it represents something that I was amazed because the Spirit of God, He will lead us into all truth. He is the veracity in a deceptive and a lying world. Satan is the father of lies, but Jesus Christ is the veracity the truth what happens about truth truth in the beginning truth in the middle and truth at the end always remains the same unchangeable jesus is unchangeable let us look at this this word food as per its position that of number 31 point a i want to look at the combination because 31 represents two Numericals. 30 plus 1. Point 1. The number 31 is constructed. In Hebrew. By two Hebrew letters. Lamed that equals 30. And the Aleph. That equals the number 1. So it is Lamed Aleph. Means 30 plus one point two. The significance of the Aleph. Point A. The Allah symbolizes the one and only eternal omnipotent God. Almighty God are being represented in this word. Our proposal is not a system of government, no presidents, no prime ministers, no former pharmaceutical giants. Don't take the cure. Jesus Christ is Almighty God. He is our Savior. Regardless of sin and wickedness in our world. Point A. The aloof symbolizes the one and the only eternal omnipotent God. Point B. It is the symbol of God as creator and master of the universe. So Jesus Christ is not just any man. He is not similar like to other religious leaders. This man called Jesus is a combination between the spirit of God and the seed of a woman. God came. God dissected up our world. God came into our world. Why? Because he knows the evil one, Satan, is real. And he came to destroy the works of the devil and to redeem us through his death. Jesus Christ is our savior of the world. The olive is the symbol of God. As creator and master of the universe. Jesus is the master of the universe. Point C, the numerical value of the olive is the number one. Point E, this represents the one, the unique and the indivisible God who alone is timeless and changeless. Government change Government leaders come and go, but this person called Jesus as the eternal Messiah, the global and the universal God is timeless, ageless and seedless. So I think he's the best person in the world that can secure our safety and security. Point E, the olive is composed of an upper youth. Youth equals the number 10. A lower youth, another 10. And a valve leaning on it, the number 6. Let us look at that composition of the Aleph again. The Aleph is composed of two youths, an upper youth and a lower youth. The upper youth is 10, the lower youth is 10, and the valve equals the number six so what we have two tenths plus six is 26 representing that he who will he will not allow your food to suffer he that will preserve you he that will protect you is the Creator God Elohim Almighty God again I want to say that the Allah is composed of an upper hud, a lower hud. And the valve that equals 26. Point F. Two hues equals 20. And the valve equals the number 6. Total the number 26. Point G. Genesis 1, 26 states, And God said, Let us make man in our image after our likeness. So we were created in the image of God after the likeness of God. Point H. Listen to the significance of the position of the youth. The upper one, the lower one, and above. The upper youth represents the hidden and the ineffable aspects of God. While the lower youth represents God's revelation and presence in the world. Therefore, I want you to know that this protector, this redeemer, this deliverer, this savior, the lover of our soul... The creator of the universe is both transcendent who exists beyond the entire universe but still imminent and available on your call. Call upon the name of Jesus and God will not delay but come and redeem you and protect you and call you back into fellowship with the Father. Let's look at the significance of the Lamed. Point Z. The significance of the Lamed. Point one. The numerical value of the Lamed is number thirteen. Point two. The Lamed symbolizes and represents one authority. B. Leadership. C. Rulership. So Jesus Christ is the final authority in the universe. Jesus Christ is the great shepherd. He will lead us. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me. He leads me. Beside quiet waters. Even though I walk. Through the valley. Of the shadow of death. I will fear no evil. For this leader. This authority. This this rulership. This great I am. Jesus is my shepherd. Point three. The Lamed Is a shepherd's staff. And and represents authority point four the lament is the 12 hebrew letter a it is known as the majestic letter it towers above all the letters before and afterwards point b it is symbolic of royalty introducing the global god the eternal messiah As king of kings and lord of lords. So Jesus Christ is king of kings over this new king Charles. All the kings in Europe are under the sovereignty, the majesty of Jesus. There's no debate on this matter. They are subjected. And if we continue to focus on Christ one day... The royalties of the world, the global businessmen of the world, will be judged by the church under the leadership of Jesus. Point C. This letter, the Lamet, it towers higher than all other letters in the Hebrew alphabet. Now, this is this is important for you to note. Christ is unusual upon the face of the earth. Again, I want to say, Christ is unequal upon the face of the earth. Religious leaders cannot equal with Christ. Christ is beyond religious leaders and religion because he's the universal and the global majesty, the sovereign over land and sea. Point B. We looked at the composition of the word. Now I want to look and be the character behind the number. What's important? Every word represents a numerical value, and combined, it represents the supremacy of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Point one: the word "food" in in position number thirty-one introduces the character behind our safety and our security in the devil's world regardless of the devil called satan the great serpent the opposer of god they are under the footstool of jesus point two therefore the number 31 reveals the identity of our eternal messiah who became known to us as the lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Point three: What is the meaning of the number thirty-one? Point one: The chmatia of the word El is thirty-one. Point B: El or is also the holy name of God, representing strength and power. He is known as Jehovah, Al-Saddai, the almighty God that came to Abram, came to Isaac, came to Jacob. He had communion with them. He came to protect them. He came to have fellowship with them. So this person, the Al-Saddai, is the almighty God. And he comes with strength and with power point c the first occurrence of a word with the hamatria 31 is in genesis 1 verse 3 and god said let there be light the audacity and the power of god reveal in creation now christ brought the universe into existence by his spoken word point d the 31st prime is the number 127. Revealing the number 10. Referring to the number of the Messiah. Again I want to say that the 31st prime. Is the number 127. Now if you equals or you plus the number 1 was 2 is 3. Plus 7 is 10. Now the number 10 in Hebrew. Represents the eternal Messiah. The person of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ point E. The number 31 is highlighted in the book of Deuteronomy chapter 4 verse 31. Now it reveals the character of the Almighty God. And it says the following, Deuteronomy chapter 4 verse 31. Your Elohim is a compassionate Al. It means your Elohim is a compassionate almighty God. In the midst of his strength and power, he has compassion to the humble. Point A. Listen to the gifts that the character the almighty God gives when we call upon the name of Jesus. One. He does not forsake you. Now, there was never a time, this is my observation, there was never a time that God has abandoned the believer, that God has abandoned the universe, that God has abandoned creation. No, he cannot. He is the one that sustains the sun and the moon and the galaxies, inner space, outer space. All the worlds are sustained by the supremacy and the power of Jesus so he does not forsake you don't worry no will allow us to be destroyed by the evil one cannot happen see, no forget the covenant now that we forget the covenant with god but god is timeless god is ageless god is ceaseless god is eternal his word is the same what he has spoken will prevail it will stand the covenant of god He spoke the word, but he underwrites himself. When we fail, God remains faithful. God spoke. and God is not a man. So what God says he will do. Point F. The number 31 as L denotes God's loving kindness towards us. Now listen to this. After Jesus brought the Hebrew nation out of Egypt, in the desert, they erected an idol. And they worshiped the idol. And they gave glory to the idol. Now listen to this. The Bible says that God is a jealous God and his name is called jealousy. Because God cannot save you with demons. God cannot save you with evil persons. Not even with religion. Because it will tie you down and it will destroy you. Now God had the right, God had the audacity to destroy them right there and then. But the loving kindness, the compassion of God. When Moses prayed, God changed his mind. It means God cannot go beyond his own character. His loving kindness endures from everlasting to everlasting. So your sin is not a matter. Don't be stopped by your sin. Jesus paid for every sin on the face of the earth. When Jesus spoke, take the last eye, all the sins that was judged in him was buried in the grave and was sealed with the blood of the Lamb. That's why the Bible says very clearly. Without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sins. So Jesus died once for all. And the sins of the world was adequately paid for by the person of Jesus. So the number 31 introduces almighty God as the compassionate lover of the soul. Point C. I want to introduce today that, that, that because the word lamat represents leadership, authority and rulership, it introduces the, the, the letter in its pictography, in its ancient design, looks like a shepherd's staff. So I want to say the following. Christ is our shepherd. Our shepherd is the Lord. And Savior Jesus Christ. Let us look at the categories of Christ as shepherd of our soul. Point one. The word foot represents believers in Christ. And we are seen as sheep, and Christ, as the shepherd, First Peter 2 verse25. Second, First Peter 2:25 states, "For you were sheep going astray." but are now retained under the shepherd and the bishop of our souls. Jesus Christ is the perfect shepherd. Jesus Christ is the good shepherd. Jesus Christ is the chief shepherd. Jesus Christ is the great shepherd. So why go to people? Why depend on people when Jesus Christ is available in all categories for your soul? Point three, scripture reveals three categories of Christ as shepherd. Point one, Jesus is called the good shepherd. What does it mean, Jesus is called the good shepherd? One, Jesus as good shepherd introduces him as the savior of the world. Matthew 1 verse 21. And she will bring forth a son, and he shall call his name Jesus, because he will redeem, he will save, he will deliver his people from this sin. Matthew 1 21 states, And she will bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from this sin. Point 3. Jesus said of himself, as per John 10 verse 11, A, I am the good shepherd. Point B, the good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. We see over Bible history and throughout Bible history that leaders and emperors, royalty, businessmen are in the business to kill the opponent. They come to kill. Jesus says, and the thief comes to kill, to rob and to steal. Now, leaders in the world are busy with killing their opposition. Now, Jesus Christ came to die to redeem the lost for God. Jesus says of himself, I am of the good shepherd. And the good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. Praise the name of Jesus. This is category one. This is category one. Jesus is called the good shepherd. Point four. Now what is the functions of the good shepherd? The good shepherd does the following. John chapter 10, 1-18. Point A. Jesus lays down his life. Romans 5-8. Point B. The shepherd dies that his sheep may live. 1 John 3-16. John 15, 13. In contrast with what we see in the world, oppositions are being killed. They are assassins out in the world to kill the opposition. To to kill the political rival. You know, when people hate you so much, they will kill you or pray for you to die. But listen to this. Jesus Christ, the shepherd dies in the place that the sheep may live. First John 3.16 John 15.13 Point C. Jesus came to serve, not to be served. Now, isn't this majestic? Many, many businessmen, many people with wealth, they want to be served as a God, but the God of the universe, the global God of the entire universe comes to serve and doesn't want to be served. He comes to redeem and not to be Lord over us. Jesus came to save. Jesus came to serve. Not to be served. As per Matthew 28. 20 verse 28. Just as the Son of Man. Did not come to be served. But to serve. And to give his life. As a ransom for many. So Jesus Christ. Died that we may love. Point indeed. The good shepherd saves us from the penalty of sin by dying on the cross. Romans six twenty three, John three sixteen. What does it mean? The sinless dies for the sinful. The righteous dies for the unrighteous. Christ died in the place of the criminal. Point four. The free man from heaven dies in the place to set the captives free. Point five, the category number two. Jesus is the good shepherd. Number two, Jesus is called the Great Shepherd. Hebrew chapter 3, 13, 20 to 21. Hebrew chapter 13, 20 to 21. Jesus as the Great Shepherd. Point one. Hebrews 13 verse 20 to 21 states now the god of peace that brought again from the dead our lord jesus that great shepherd of the sheep through the blood of the everlasting covenant hallelujah he gives us peace he brought jesus from the grave that great shepherd of our soul point two on the cross jesus as lamb of god Takes away the sins of the world, John nineteen twenty-eight two verse thirty. Point B. Sin was judged on the cross, Colossians two verse fourteen. Point C. God the Father receives the work of the Son on behalf of mankind, 2 Corinthians five twenty-one. Point D. And through Christ, man finds pardon for all sin. Isaiah 55, verse 7, Micah Micah 7, verse 18. Point 3. Jesus is now both Great Shepherd, Hebrews 13, 20 to 21, and Sanctifier of the sheep, 1 Peter 1, verse 2. Point 4. By the sacrificial death of Jesus, He saves us from the power of sin. As the Good Shepherd, He died for sin. As the great shepherd, he is, saves us from the power of sin. Romans 6, verse 14. Point five. Jesus, as resurrected Savior, is now the living shepherd, living for his sheep. Acts chapter 7, verse 56. Category three. Time for glorification. Point six. Jesus, as the chief shepherd. Jesus is called the good shepherd. Jesus is called the great shepherd. Lastly, Jesus is called the chief shepherd. Point A. Jesus as chief shepherd is now the exalted shepherd of the world. 1 Peter 5, 1-4. Point B. At the second coming of Christ, Jesus will come... As the chief shepherd, as per First Peter 5, 1 to 4. Paul C. At his coming, Jesus as the soon and coming King, will save us from the presence of sin. He died for sin. And as the great shepherd, he pardons our sin. But when he comes, he will take us from the presence of sin. Romans 5. Romans chapter 8, verse 18 to 39. Point D. During this categories, Jesus comes to us as King of Kings and Lord of Lords, 1 Timothy 6.15. He is the Alpha and the Omega, Revelation one six. He is the Beginning and the End, Revelation 22, verse 13. He comes as the Sovereign Shepherd, John 10, 19 to 42. this is what it means he will not suffer that food means our capable and our able our everlasting shepherd is the person of the eternal messiah who received the name jesus christ so what is important tonight is the following christ almighty god our shepherd for all seasons he was a shepherd before human foundations He's a shepherd even during human civilizations. And he will be a shepherd even beyond the grave. I say Christ caused creation. Christ caused mankind to exist. And Christ preserves and protects creation. This is the number 31 that we are investigating the number food. The peace of the Lord and the Savior Jesus Christ. Be with you all. For Christ's sake. Amen.